coming up on Stu Does America, terrible NBA teams, gender-swapped swimmers, and fascist university speakers. Dan Andros and I have some stuff we really need to sort through. Beto wants you to get stoned enough to forget he wants to take your guns. Or if you'd like to keep your guns, consider a subscription to Blaze TV to keep the truth funded. Use the promo code Stu at blazetv.com slash stew and you'll even save 10 bucks. And you know my opinion on this matter. Boycotts, generally speaking, are dumb. However, this particular boycott is even dumber. Let's do Russian vodka. Stu does America. Republicans and Democrats don't agree on much. Only a couple things come to mind. Number one, this show needs a host with a tie clip. Day three, I'm without a tie clip. I'm very stressed out about it. We'll solve that hopefully next week. Secondarily, they also agree that Russia isn't doing the right thing right now. In fact, according to a Quinnipiac poll, only 4% of Republicans believe that Russia should uh, be able to be uh, reclaiming Ukraine and make Ukraine no longer a sovereign territory. Only 5% of Democrats agree with that statement. The Vladimir Putin approval rating, uh, 6% among Republicans, 1% among Democrats for all the news that's been made from uh, some of the fringes on the right who you know, seem to like Vladimir Putin, really tiny amount of people uh, going on there. And because of that, there's been a lot of action around this whole uh, debate back and forth, back and forth. And companies have jumped in. We have a giant list of companies that have pulled out of Russia. Let me give you a few. A uh, huge list you can see on your screen, although there's a lot. I mean, first of all, Apple has pulled out because, you know, sure, they can make all of their products with Chinese slaves, but, you know, they don't want to be involved in this in Russia. BP has pulled out, which is going to make some great deals for Russian oligarchs buying giant chunks of energy operations. Coca-Cola is currently being boycotted on the Internet by on Twitter because they say they haven't pulled out, but they're on the list of companies that have pulled out. DHL, the shipping company, the H in DHL is for Larry Hill- Hillblum, who literally... <laughs> wound up buying a a, a giant chunk of land on his own island and funded politicians to change the rules so he could have sex with minors. And the H in DHL wound up impregnating dozens of minors all around the world. So when he died, their fortune was split up uh, like a million different ways. But they're very upset now, just so you know what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, Disney, hey, sure, they can make uh, lots of movies inside of uh, Chinese uh, prison camps. Uh, but, you know, they're totally fine here. ExxonMobil, I guess they get some points here for pulling out of Russia so they're not killing the climate anymore and all the evil along, elongated with that. Uh, LinkedIn is pulling out of Russia. If all we have to do is invade a country to get LinkedIn to go away, I say we do it. What kind of, uh, Go after Bermuda right now. Let's get LinkedIn to pull out of our country. Nike. Oh, yes, they've got tons and tons of slaves out there making their shoes, but they don't want to be involved in this either. Uh, Volkswagen had quite the history back in the day with the Nazi uh, party, but hey, they don't want to be involved either. And TikTok has pulled out. And again, if all we have to do is invade a country to get TikTok to go away, I am fully advocating a full nuclear release on any random defenseless country out there. I want them all annihilated if we could just get me to a point where I'd never have to see another TikTok video. I don't know if that's possible. I appeal to you, Joe Biden. If you want my vote next time, nuke everybody and get rid of TikTok. Um, Russian vodka is also uh, on the rocks. Do you get it? (laughs) Yeah, it's on the rocks. 
uh, in Europe. Uh, in fact, a lot of Russian vodkas are being banned, pulled off the shelves. You're seeing it all over the place here as well, where people are taking their Russian vodka and they're pouring it down the drain in unison to, to show their, uh, their friendship, their unity with the Ukrainian people. And there's a lot of good motivation behind that, clearly. Uh, and in fact, let's, let's just call them out by name, Stoli. I mean, Stoli, a Russian vodka, and look at their, look at their ad here, liberate your spirit. I mean, while Russia is invading and they're saying they wanna liberate Ukraine, their advertisement has some hot lady saying liberate your spirit. Is that right? These bastards, a Russian vodka company at just playing with the people. They don't care about Ukraine, do they? There's a minor issue with this particular argument. And if you happen to be the type of person who's sitting over the sink right now, thinking about pouring your stoli down the drain, you may want to know a little bit more about the situation. For example, this Stoli Group, the makers of the popular Stoli Vodka, are Russian-themed. However, they are not made in Russia. According to their website, their products are manufactured in Latvia. And you might say, Latvia, that's pretty much basically just Russia, right? I've heard that name before. I think maybe a gymnast had it or something at some point. They were from that country. I don't know. Latvia, I don't even know if that was their first name or the country they were from. Okay, understandable. However, let's just look at the NATO map, shall we? And if you see, up towards the top there near Finland and Estonia, and in between that, in between that and Lithuania and Poland, you see a little country there called Latvia. Latvia is actually our NATO ally. People are pouring down vodka down the drain made in an allied country. These are the people who are going to be taken over by Vladimir Putin if we don't do anything about it. I don't know that pouring their vodka down the drain is the right idea. Stoli has addressed this on their website with a very big, very prominent, please don't pour us down the drain and take us out of your stores announcement, where they say Stoli Group has had a long history of fighting oppression from the Russian regime. Their billionaire owner has gotten all sorts of fights with Vladimir Putin. We unequivocally condemn the military action in Ukraine and stand in support of the Ukrainian people. The safety and security of our Ukrainian team is our top priority. We are monitoring the situation closely and we are moving swiftly and decisively to provide support where needed. Uh, Stoli Vodka Brands and its owner, Yuri Scheffler, were exiled from Russia nearly two decades ago. Uh, I have personally experienced persecution by the Russian authorities, and I share the pain of Ukraine and its people, noted Mr. Scheffler. So, look, Stoli is Latvian. It's not Russian. It was Russian a long, long time ago, but it's no longer Russian. And uh, their owner was actually accused of murder by Vladimir Putin and the Russian government. So, really, they're not, they're not the problem here. How about Smirnov, though? Smirnov, those bastards... A Smirnoff, that's an obvious Russian vodka, right? Uh, not, no, not, not really. In fact, they have a message on their website, very prominently focused as well. Smirnoff vodka, proudly made in America. While Smirnoff had its beginnings in Russia, Vladimir Smirnoff fled the country during the revolution and reestablished the brand in Europe more than a century ago. We've been in America since 1934 and are fully owned by a British company. Enjoyed by millions in America, Smirnoff is proudly made in the USA, right in Plainfield, Illinois, 
and is also made around the world in Canada, Great Britain, Italy, Australia, Jamaica, Brazil, Argentina, India, Indonesia, and Kenya. So there you go. If you want to really go after the Russians, the right move is probably not uh, dumping down the drain and pulling out of stores a product made in Plainfield, Illinois. The truth is that while Stoli is a Russian-style vodka, it is made in Latvia, our NATO ally. Boycotting a NATO ally in the middle of a conflict is probably not the right decision right now. That's, uh, in fact, you know, I decided to put my speech into action today. Got some Stoli today to support our Latvian brethren, because that's me. I support our friends. Smirnoff, which I also bought, is owned by a British company that's made right here in America. And I can prove it because no commies are going to make red, white, and blue flavored vodka. I mean, even though the Russian flag is also red, white, and blue, but forget about that for, for, for just a second. Boycotting a product made in America and owned by Great Britain probably doesn't prove your point either. This is red, white, and berry, actually. Cherry, citrus, and sweet blue raspberry vodka. I don't even know. I don't know what to make of that. But I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to give it a whirl. I will note that Stoli also makes ginger beer, but the liquor store I went to, they had Hank's. Oh, yeah. They had Hank's ginger beer on the shelves, and there's no doubt that I was going to buy that because Hank's is awesome and most definitely an American company made in America. Go Hank's. The official soda of Stu Does America right here. Hank's. Um, So... I mean, we can do a little prep here just to honor our allies, okay? A little Stoli or Smirnoff, maybe a little red, white, and berry. Got some ice here. And then I missed one. I'm not gonna miss a couple. Okay, got that. Little red, white, and berry. No, don't throw it back at me. I heard you say that. A little red, white, and berry Smirnoff vodka. Mixed with a little bit of Hank's ginger beer. Oh, listen to that. Oh, man. Doesn't that sound delicious? Oh, God. The ginger beer smell is just absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Hank's. Thank you, Smirnoff. Thank you, Stoli, for supporting this program today. Mix them together. What do you got? You got the makings of a Moscow mule, which is something you also don't have to boycott. The name Moscow might be in the title, but this delicious concoction right here has never bombed anybody in the Ukraine. It's hammered a few people, that I will say, but that's a totally different story. Also, for those mixologists out there in the audience, I should note that there should be some fresh lime to make this drink correctly, but I'm allergic to fresh fruit and vegetables and other foods that are not pizza-based. I'm fine with pizza slices, pizza rolls, pizza combos, pizza Pringles, pizza pizza, leaning tower of pizza. Give me all the pizza. I'm fine with that, but no, no fruits, no vegetables, please. Anyway, fear not. American patriots, you too can have your Stoli and your Smirnoff and you can have your Moscow mules. And that's great because with the way things are going, you're going to need a lot of them. I got to say, that's not bad. That's not bad. I don't know if the fine folks at CB Distillery probably don't want me to look doing the commercial with lots of alcohol all over the desk. Does CBD work? 
It works probably a lot better than alcohol, I'll tell you that. Over 90% of doctors say their parents have used CBD to treat a health condition. And when 9 out of 10 patients use it, it kind of speaks volumes about how safe and effective it can be. So let me tell you about CBDistillery.com. They have 2 million customers and counting. CB Distillery is the source to trust if you want to try some CBD, see what it does for you. If you have sleeping problems, they did a survey. 90% of CB Distillery customers said they sleep better with CBD. Nagging discomfort. The same survey states that 80% of their customers found that CBD helped them. You can go to cbdistillery.com. You can order online. No prescription is required. And you enter SDA for 20% off. Again, enter SDA, Stu does America, SDA, for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. It's cbdistillery.com. It's not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. cbdistillery.com. New story out uh, today. I am Leah, the trans swimmer. Dividing America tells her story. It's from Sports Illustrated. Leah Thomas, of course, the Penn swimmer. Uh, sad story here. Uh, she became Leah Thomas uh, in very early in 2020, which means almost all of Leah's life has been during the pandemic. Just terrible. Uh, I- interesting details in here. First of all, there was a letter uh, sent um, to uh, the NCAA by other uh, by concerned parents to try to get this ridiculous situation. Uh, under control. If you know the story a little bit, of course, Leah Thomas was once, you know, some other dude who then changed their name to Leah Thomas and became a female swimmer. Um, he, uh, Leah says, I'm, I'm a woman just like anybody else on the team. Maybe not exactly like anybody else on the team. Um, but on December 5th, uh, there was a some Penn swim parents sent a letter to the NCAA asking that Thomas be ruled ineligible for women's competitions. Uh, at stake here is the integrity of women's sports, read the parents' letter, which was sent to Penn uh, and the Ivy League later made public. Uh, the precedent um, being set, one in which women do not have a protected and equitable space to compete is a direct threat to female athletes in every sport. What are the boundaries? How is this in line with the NCAA's commitment to providing a fair environment for student athletes? The NCAA didn't respond. Um, uh, it is uh, telling, as they point out, that the parents issued the letter anonymously. And they make it sound like, oh, well, this was telling us they didn't want their names on it. They didn't, you know. Well, yeah, of course they didn't, because they knew articles like this would be written in which they looked terrible uh, intentionally. Mm. By the way, day three, no tie clip. It's driving me freaking crazy. It's driving me crazy. I can't even do the show. Um, uh, I love this, too. They sent a message to the um, parents uh, and, the, and the students Uh, on the Penn campus and said, if swimmers were upset about Thomas, the athletes could utilize robust resources available to them, including the university's Department of Counseling and Psychological Services. So if you opposed the guy swimming on the women's team, then you needed the psychological help. An interesting spin on that story. Uh, And uh, I don't know, it rambles on and on and on and on and on. It was a fascinating story. Um, This is what uh, one Penn swimmer says. We support Leah as a trans woman and hope she leads a happy and productive life because that's what she deserves. What we can't do is stand by while she rewrites records and eliminates biological women from this sport. If we don't speak up here, it's going to happen in college after college. And then women's sports, as we know it, will no longer exist in this country. And while that might sound like a wonderful outcome to the end of the story, 
It's really a little bit sad, isn't it? Dan Andros joins us. He's the managing editor of FaithWire.com. He's also partnered with CBN on something really cool. He'll be holding a special Pray for Ukraine event with reporter uh, George Thomas, who is currently in Ukraine. It starts tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find out all about it by visiting CBN.com slash Pray for Ukraine. Dan, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. I mean, this, this story with uh, Leah Thomas, there's one thing to be said. For a person being kind to another person who is experiencing, you know, what she obviously sees as a major transition in her life and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of difficult circumstances. But there has to be the ability for outside observers to make logical, fact-based judgments on what they're seeing. And what the left media seemingly wants to do is erase all ability for people to judge facts. Yeah. And I think it's funny because you talk about safe spaces all the time. You hear that, right? You, oh, you everyone should have a safe space. But if you believe that men are men and women are women, there is no safe space for you. I mean, it's the reason why, as you mentioned in that in that article, why they wouldn't want to give their names, because there's a whole movement based on bullying and intimidation and canceling that's out there if you disagree with this. And there there is a space for where, you know, you you probably shouldn't be intentionally demeaning to someone, right? Like, no, you're a dude. Get out of here, dude. Right? Like, then you'd be being the jerk at that point. But if someone's very conflicted and they don't want to call someone who's very clearly a biological male, um, don't want to call them a woman because they feel like that's violating their own view of truth, then we should understand and live in this space where we can be okay with that. And you are not seeing that at all right now. What you're seeing is just these visceral... TikTok videos from all kinds of different kids who are just making up sexual orientations and genders and everything else. And if you don't agree with it, well, then you are this horrible person who's causing all kinds of damage. And in a sane society, um, first of all, people wouldn't think they were just all these crazy different made up genders. Uh, But we would at least be able to understand that if I'm saying I'm you know, dragon gender X and why is everyone so mean to dragon gender X? How come I can't understand that the average person's not going to understand that and that I need to be okay with that if, if they're not okay with that. Right. You know, if you move on with your life, right. Can can I just say, can mm -hmm, I just say, Mm Stu? it's no wonder Vladimir Putin is deciding now is a good time to go ahead and just (laughs) go on invading things. I mean, he could invade America with pictures of Ron DeSantis and we'd all fall down and cry and just let him come on in. Oh my gosh, Ron DeSantis is mean things. Just come on. Just uh, They don't need tanks. No, it's true. I mean, our military is posing with, you know, rainbow flags and, and talking about tolerance and talking about, uh, you know, white rage. I mean, we are in a world where I don't know that I'd be scared as I was 20 or 30 years ago of our military. I mean, we still still have great um, uh, great technology and obviously yeah. great a, a great military overall. But I mean, if you're looking for weakness, you've seen it recently. We're yeah. giving that I'm message not, to the enemy. I'm not dissing the military here. My my no. comment was more towards society in general. You're seeing Ukrainians stand up and like defend and and defend their country. We would have everyone in our country in general. All these people that are you know, upset when someone misgenders them. I mean, we'd be doomed if, if it came down to depending on them. Yeah, I, mean, I was listening to a podcast the other day and we've just, we've, we've now come to the point where we will not even acknowledge what we all understand is truth. At yeah. one point they said, I heard a clip from a woman who said, you know, look, 
Uh, there is absolutely no evidence of trans women, um, uh, trans women um, dominating a sport at any level. It's like, well, wait a minute. Have you missed the entire Leah Thomas story? Uh, Leah Thomas is destroying her competition every single meet. The only race she seemingly has lost in this entire time was to another trans athlete who other members of her team think she lost on purpose. This is like a, an absolute domination. I figure I'm just going to embrace it. I'm going to be the, the head of the Leah Thomas fan club and, and realize that I'm going to be like, you know, my, my swimmer is going to win every single meet. It makes gambling easy. You always know who's going to win. It's a bad precedent, though, because it's not there's something about it, Dan, where we can't even say what we know to be true. You can't just say in, in this article, they're like, let me read this. This is from uh, the Sports Illustrated article. The arguments in the letter sent by parents would soon become familiar to Thomas. Her puberty gave her an advantage over some female competitors. Uh, science allegedly showed trans women had larger hands and feet. Have you ever looked at a man? A man has larger hands and feet than a woman. And when that man decides I'm magically a woman and I'm changing my name today, the feet don't change in size. The hands don't change in size. There's nothing allegedly about it. It's I mean, it's it's. It's honestly unbelievable to watch. I remember in college, I played college basketball and, you know, occasionally during the summer or whatever, we'd, we'd scrimmage with some of the girls and the girls team would join in and we would just play pickup games and stuff. And, you know, while they were talented in their own right, just the size difference and the strength difference and the height advantage, it, it just wasn't even close. I mean, you know, you, you felt bad, like you couldn't go like full steam against and then right. to think in my mind that if I were to put myself back in that situation in college basketball and if I would have just joined the the woman's <laughs> team and just gone out there and absolutely annihilated them and averaged 40 points a game, that I would have been the one that's the victim. Right. They're just saying that he's dunking it over them every time. And uh, they're just saying that he's taller and jumps higher. Like It's these vicious arguments that keep happening. Like, well that's what it is. I mean, that's just truth that you can see with your own eyes. And Stu, that's to me the most disturbing thing about this is that society wants us to, instead of have a conversation about what do we do with these uh, people in this situation, how do we handle it best that it serves all people, we just want to ignore what's obviously true with our own eyes. It's like if I decided that trees you know, houses were actually, you know, trees or trees were houses. And I was just going around pointing, look at that house there. Well, you're pointing at a tree. No, 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 that's a house. <laughs> and you're a bigot if you don't say it's a house. Like, okay, it's a house. You know what? You, you can't live in a society where we're not able to just point out very clearly things we can see with our eyes are true. Yeah, and I will say, uh, knowing your your game, I mean, you would average 40, 50 points a game, although your defense would still be middling and would Oh, it would have been horrible. Uh, they they would have scored on me nonstop. <laughs> I, I would have scored points. Um, uh, and this is happening. We're seeing this same sort of language game they're playing here in Texas right now where, you know, the most extreme things that go on, things that, you know, 90% of people oppose, children having gender reassignment surgery, things like that, have come under legal scrutiny by the government of Texas and every article about it just says Greg Abbott wants to make gender affirming treatment a crime. Well, I mean, call it out for what it is. If you're so proud of what this gender affirming treatment is, don't come up with a fancy little name that hides what you're doing. Talk about it. Talk about the cutting off of body parts of children and then come back and try to make the argument to the American people that this shouldn't be dealt with with some legal consequences.
Yeah. And, and on that particular issue as well, like that's minors, that's like gender, you know, transitioning surgeries for minors. How is this not an issue that we can all come together as Americans and say, yeah, like, let's not. I mean, because you cannot tell me the, the, the gender affirming language to a three year old or a four year old or, uh, you know, because if you ask a four year old what their gender is every single day, they might come up with something. First of all, they don't even know what it is. They're going to be like, what? You know, <laughs> right. and then and then if you start giving them all these samples, they'll just pick something different. They don't know. That's what your job is as a parent to do that. And it is really disturbing, by the way, that um, that movement feels the need to push this on children in schools and to push these ideologies along. It's funny to me because, you know, the old um, Christian Christians who try to minister to people in the LGBT, you know, someone who identifies as gay. And, you know, you, you, if you pray with them, heaven forbid, if you pray with them, that's considered some sort of mental abuse. Mm. Yet you can sit here and try to swayed little boys and little girls that they're not little boys and they're not little girls. They're, oh, you played with a doll. You must be a girl there, young man. Well, maybe I shouldn't assume. How is that then also, you know, by your little standard there, how is that not considered abusive? And, um, you know, of course, I don't think prayer is at all. Uh, I just think they're not consistent in their own arguments, but uh, they also just have a arbitrary view of right and wrong. They have no actual standard to base it on. Before we take a break, I want to get your reaction to one uh, video here. This is from North Texas, uh, University of North Texas, uh, a, uh, a legislative candidate who lost their uh, child, the custody of their child because of these trans uh, attacks, um, you know, when they're, they basically got canceled because they were anti-trans. Um, here is, uh, this is how the uh, the tolerant left and the students uh, reacted to him trying to make his argument. Okay, we can get rid of it. I mean, F these fascists. I mean, uh, this is just ridiculous, Dan. The, the irony of a bunch of bullies trying to intimidate someone whose view is different than theirs, of them calling those people <laughs> fascists is, mm. honestly, it's something to behold. <laughs> Truly is. All right, we're going to be back with more with Dan Andros here in just a second. I want to bring back uh, Dan Andros uh, because... <laughs> Because I just can't get enough of the LeBron James saga right now. Uh, we have our don'tbealebron.com uh, t-shirts, which, by the way, you should pick up, uh, or mugs. Uh, don't be an idiot. Don't be a LeBron. Uh, the, the season has not gone the way that the Los Angeles Lakers had hoped, Dan. No. Uh, and LeBron James, too, I just want to point this out. He's making $41 million a year. Uh, just, did a, just did a little breakdown here. That's $500,000 a game. And based on the amount of minutes he's playing, that's $14,000 per minute played mm. in a game. And so basically, when if he walks the ball up the floor for one possession, he has made more than the average American has made in an entire month. <laughs> uh, and what do they get for that? Well, they got a Lamicky championship, um, you know, mm -hmm. there in the. Disney World. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun and games. Does that, that count? That I, I don't. I don't know. No, it, even count it doesn't that, count. Honestly. I don't. I no one watched it, so you know, 
if a if a tree falls in the woods, does it, did the tree really fall down? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, it definitely fall, wait, it definitely falls down. It's just a question of whether we hear the sound or not, Dan. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Whatever. Yeah. There's a saying. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. Um, uh, so they went 37 and 45 in LeBron's first year with the Lakers. The year before that, they went 35 and 47. So he improved them a whole two games. So mm. that was that was impressive. Then they get Anthony Davis and they go 52 and 19 and win the fake title. And Anthony Davis is the leading scorer on that team. So clearly we know what happened there. It was Anthony Davis. Then uh, last year, 42 and 30 lose in the first round, I believe. And now this year they're 27 and 35 Davis is hurt and now they're garbage again. Um, so overall, since LeBron has come to the Lakers, they're 158 and 129. I believe it's 55% winning percentage, which is not good for a $40 million guy who's supposed to be the greatest player of all time. Even though I know he's at the, you know, he's 37, but he was, you know, what, three, four years ago now when he came. So, uh, that would be mid thirties given he spends millions of dollars a year on his physique and everything. I mean, you'd expect a little you'd bit expect more. expect a little more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and and they've fallen apart, really, this year. I mean, it's yeah. been a complete catastrophe. And what, what needs to be noted there is that LeBron James is not only the player, the guy who's not really putting any effort in on defense and, and seemingly is yelling at his teammates uh, in the middle of the games, but in addition to that, he's basically the general manager. There yeah. was a report that they were trying to bring in someone to complement the team, Buddy Heald, who was a really good shooter. Uh, he vetoed the trade, tried to bring in Russell Westbrook. These players around him are all of his choosing, and it's been a catastrophe. A total, total disaster. And honestly, I mean, all I can think of is the one meme with the two, with the, you know, trash cans racing down the road. I mean, that's basically LeBron <laughs> James right now with the Lakers. And honestly, as a Celtics fan, I mean, as a Celtics fan, the Celtics are on fire right now, one of the hottest teams in the league, and the Lakers are an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, I couldn't be any happier. I mean, this is like this is like Christmas for me right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, I'm it, loving this. It is a fun time. I want to give you this too. Um, uh, the Lakers were doing so badly, and LeBron James was hearing it so much. Now he never he never has to apologize for no. backing you know the Chinese death camps. Um, he never has to worry about that. But he was playing so badly, he actually tweeted something, and, and he wanted to apologize to the fans. He says, Laker Nation, I apologize, and I promise we'll be better. Since that tweet, I believe there's six wins and 15 losses. Yeah, and it's probably even worse than that. I mean, I turned on my TV last night when I was going to bed, and they were down by 30 points to a Clippers team who doesn't have its two best players. Their two star <laughs> players aren't even in. And they're getting absolutely mauled oh. by the clip by the Clippers. Yeah, and so so but fun. This is a pattern. This is a pattern, Stu. You you brought up you know his tweet there, and you brought up the China thing. Uh, this is a pattern with Le LeBron James where he's just wrong on everything, literally everything he says. I mean, I went through just a couple that I remembered off the top of my head. Wrong on the Kyle Rittenhouse tweet, mocking him for that. Um, wrong on his your next tweet for after Makia Bryant was shot. Um, and he, th this is what he wrote. He wrote, I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it was being used to create more hate. This is about one officer. It's about an entire system and uh, blah, 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 racism. I'm desperate for more accountability. You're desperate for more accountability. How about more accountability in your brain for the things you think and say and write? I mean, Makia Bryant, for all those who forget, 
was trying to stab another black woman when also who was fighting with another black woman who was being kicked by a grown black man uh, in a giant brawl that was happening in a neighborhood. And this cop came in and saved the life of the other young woman who was about to get stabbed in the throat by Makia Bryant. And that's the only thing LeBron James could find wrong with that situation was these damn cops. This is I who mean, he is. You, I mean, you could not be any. I mean, look, this is a guy who even when a reporter asks him about a book, he says he's reading. He can't come up with an answer or an explanation about anything about the book. Nothing about it. He doesn't even know. You're reading the book and you don't even know it because <laughs> he's not this is reading how little, the book. <laughs> he's not reading no. the book. I mean, the guy is just a it's just. I mean, just look at the, look at the way he the language on his tweets. I mean, I don't think he's ever completed a sentence in a tweet. Now, look, Twitter is not exactly it's Twitter's uh, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is Twitter. But like, you know, I don't think it's uh, it's not clear that he's reading anything, frankly, uh, honestly, at this point. And he's destroyed multiple teams after he's left them all in the wake. After he's been the one making all the bad decisions that blew the team yeah. up, then he runs yeah. to go play with younger players. I will be shocked if this guy is playing with the Lakers at the end of next season. He's going yeah, to he's going to bail. He's going to go to a team with young stars and then, you know, get himself another, you know, screwball championship probably. And some kid's going to get screwed because his son, Bronny, who, you know, looks like a good player in his own right. And I feel kind of bad for Bronny because yeah. Um he's going to never know if he really would have made it to the NBA or not. But now LeBron's saying I'll play for whoever drafts my kid. I mean, Nothing like really kind of diminishing your own. I mean, this is what he does, though. He's yep. diminishing his own son's potential accomplishments by saying that. And it's all because now you're you're incentivizing somebody to draft him and he'll have to sit there and wonder. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be glad that somebody drafts him, but he'll have to wonder why. Well, I wonder if they would have drafted me if dad didn't, yeah. you know, step in and say he would have played for my team. It always ends up being uh, about him. And I'll just. One other thing he said about Cleveland, by the way, because the All-Star game was in Cleveland this year, and he kind of hinted that, oh, you know, I'd, I'd come back. Uh, Cleveland's doing just fine without you right now, by the way. They have a winning record, a good, exciting young team, and they're winning. Like, they don't – no, they don't want you. They, they, they're seeing what the dumpster fire, <laughs> the absolute garbage heap of a show – non-show happening in LA right now and I think they're fine. And he left Cleveland in dire, dire straits uh, when yeah. he did leave there. Dan Andros, uh, managing editor of Faithwire, thank you for coming on and just yelling about LeBron James. I, I could, I, this could be the whole show frankly. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> uh, be sure to check out the event with CBN. It's called Pray With Ukraine. It, reporter George Thomas, who's currently actually embedded in Ukraine. Uh, it's happening tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. Make sure to learn all about it at cbn.com slash pray for Ukraine. Dan, thanks for coming on the program. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been a couple of years since LeBron James destroyed a city uh, and uh, their entire basketball franchise. So I assume he's going to be going somewhere else pretty soon. He's going to need a real estate agent, one that he can trust. Uh, you need to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, I don't know if they'd accept LeBron James. Actually, the commission's probably pretty good on that sale, so they probably will. Uh, they'll, they'll deal with his nonsense for that commission. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a company started by our own Glenn Beck, who decided, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could, like, screen through the real estate agents instead of picking randomly from, like, a bus bench ad? Probably a good concept. Uh, it's a big transaction. Uh, we know where uh, the danger the economy is in right now. We're seeing how it's teetering right now 
if you're going to have a big transaction, you better make it count. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a place to go to find the person that can help you do just that. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. I got to say, there's just nothing, there's nothing, nothing better than Moscow Mule. And the thing is, they just somehow became trendy, so everyone started carrying them. It's insane. It's just like alcoholic soda. It's fantastic. What a great world we live in. And thank you, Moscow. No, people aren't saying that that much these days. Thank you, Moscow, for your stupid mule. I have no idea if you have anything to do with it, but we do like the vodka and the ginger beer. Um, Let me give you a little preview of what's going on on the left right now. Some of the big issues on the left. First of all, Beto O'Rourke. He won the Democratic pres- uh, governor nomination here in Texas, going up against Greg Abbott. Uh, he has to have everyone uh, to basically has to make everyone forget everything he said in the presidential campaign. If you don't know Beto's history, he basically started out as kind of a blow with the wind congressman, where he would sometimes seem kind of conservative on certain things because he was in Texas, and he'd be kind of liberal on other things. And then he got into the national spotlight and ran for governor and tried to be the Mr. Moderate guy against that evil right-wing Ted Cruz, and then he lost. And then he went into the Democratic presidential uh, nomination campaign, uh, the primary, and he, re- he thought, well, i got to be crazy liberal now. i got to out-liberal everyone. So he was crazy liberal for that entire period. And now he's trying to run for governor back in Texas, where he has very little chance of winning, certainly as a liberal. So he's trying to come up with all these ways to excite his base all over again. This is very difficult. People in Texas remember particularly you're damn right I'm going to go take your AR-15s, a a sort of moment of desperation late in the campaign when he was trying to win over liberals. Well, now he's trying to win over more liberals and trying to get people to forget the whole gun conversation. Beto O'Rourke promising to uh, legalize marijuana after winning his governor nomination. Now, look, if he wins, which he will not, but if he were to win, uh, I guess his only path is to make everybody in Texas so high that they would vote for him. So I don't know. Maybe that'll work. Uh, Electric vehicles are under the microscope again. Now, the change between their performance in various temperatures is a little concerning, depending on which electric vehicle you have. We have a graph here. How does weather affect EV battery range? And you see something like the Chevy Bolt. It gets uh, 98 percent of its range when it's warm. But when it's freezing, it only gets 66% of its range. Same thing for the Mustang Mach-E Premium, which is really a disguise. If you're a Mustang fan, that thing is... I mean, look, the technology is kind of cool, but they should have done just come up with a different model. Uh, the fact that they put that the Mustang label on that thing is bizarre. Chevy Volt, same situation. BMW i3, same situation. Big gap between the VW e-Golf. I will say the one thing that does perform pretty well across the board is all the Tesla models. All the Tesla models look pretty darn good frankly. Uh, but that, uh, so that wound up, uh, I mean, it's, look, they keep encouraging this. And right now there's some motivation considering the, the oil situation, the situation with Russia and Iran, you kind of might be motivated to go look at an electric car right now. And some of them are amazing. I mean, I got nothing against electric cars. Some of them are incredible. A friend of mine has a model, a, t- a Tesla model S performance. It's incomprehensibly fast. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just jarring. It is legitimately like gasp, take your breath away fast. And I, you know, I've driven some fast cars in my life. This guy, it's incredible. And so these cars are amazing and the technology's coming. It just don't subsidize it. Don't 
push the market. Let people choose it. If people like Elon Musk keep making great cars, and he's the one person they won't give any credit for this stuff now because I guess he said something bad about COVID or something. But let the market work. Elon Musk is showing you it will work if you let it work. Uh, Also, the White House is discussing sending uh, Kamala Harris to Warsaw and Bucharest. Interesting thing. I don't think this has anything to do with the conflict. I think they just want to please get out. Go, you know, anywhere else, please. That's pretty much how it goes. By the way, you can listen to this podcast every single day, wherever you get your podcast. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars if you don't mind rating and reviewing. This one comes in. So now I don't get a Bentley. Yeah, that whole ship sunk. You don't get the Bentley. Some, uh, some way you kept me away from getting my Bentley. I knew it was you, and now you are my enemy. Thank you very much. I don't know how that gets five stars, but I don't care. I don't care what you're writing there. Five freaking stars. How about this one? Stupid show. You're not as fat as Glenn. So five stars. I mean, that's you know, not exactly the highest bar to clear in the world, but I, I will take the five stars. Thank you so much. Also, you can watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash America. If you have some open time this weekend, it might be fun to go back and watch our State of the Union coverage, which people are still checking out. We really do appreciate that. The more you comment, by the way, if you're on YouTube now, you're watching on YouTube, throw some comments in there. Just whatever. I mean, just keep the conversation going because the more comments that come in, the better the engagement stats look, and then more people see this show. That's the only way people are going to see it. If you share the link, we really appreciate that. But just, if you don't feel like bothering your friends, just comment. Get your opinions out there. It really does help us spread the word on the show. And we're going to have another, I mean, I can tell you right now, we had a record week last week. We're going to have another record week this week. Uh, You guys are watching, um, uh, you know, and listening in particular at really high rates. We really appreciate that. Thank you for keeping this stupid show on the air. Uh, David writes, okay, so here's what happened. Stu lost his dumb tie clip, and I no longer can watch this stupid show. You'll get the five freaking stars when you bring back the tie clip, and it better be vulva-shaped. I mean, out of context, that seems like a very strange thing to say, but if you watched yesterday's show, it would make perfect sense. little content warning before this one. Okay, here's what happened. New York City has this 311 line that you can call, you know, because you don't want to call 911 and you're going to say, oh, I've got this emergency going on. So you have a 311 line and a 311 is for non-emergencies, complaints, things you need to alert people about, but that are not police worthy. Well, they're having a trend going on in New York City. Lots of the 311 calls are coming in And they're complaining about loud sex. Yes, 270 sex-related complaints were called into 311. One said they were having loud, ruthless sex, and it was distracting them. I don't know what ruthless sex is. It doesn't doesn't sound particularly wonderful. Uh, Another another one called in. uh, Listen, I am a Christian woman. Please help this girl having loud sex before God does. Another from Queens uh, harped in last June. There's an orgy going on in the backyard. Boobs and penises being flashed on the street. And then perhaps, perhaps, and this is you. I don't mean to be critical, but this is a little odd to me, but maybe it's not to you. Maybe this was you and the call came in about you uh, in Queens. Their neighbor was shouting loudly that he is a sexual Tyrannosaurus. 
which sounds like, oh man, this guy's talking, he's talking in his big game, but picture the little arms of a Tyrannosaurus. Like, that does not sound like a, what, what do you do? That is not something you want to compare yourself to, I don't think. Cheers. <laughs>